Welcome back, episode 15, Cheese in the House, with special guests over from the Hip Hop Review Crew, Will Gill. What up, what up, what up? How are you, Will? Man, I'm feeling good, man. I'm excited to uh, be on this Crush of Our podcast. We've been trying to do this for a minute now, so I'm, I'm yeah. glad it finally lined up. Yeah, life intervenes sometimes, you know. We got babies here, time difference there, but it's good to get <laughs> to um, collaborate. You know, one of the things in the podcast world, we listen to other podcasts. We always want to make sure that we're uh, different, but also want to make sure that we're gauging the temperature right. At least in the Crush Lock crew, we always want to be out there looking and hearing things. That's a part of what we do. But we also want to acknowledge when we hear things that are just incredible or things that other people should really give a chance because they might be entertained by it or get something or just a different point of view so when we stumbled upon the hip-hop review podcast and i checked out a few episodes one it was entertaining because you guys are funny um, mm-hmm. as well that's will gill and uh monte the pro that just alone just as a listener of the podcast because i listen to a lot of them that was entertaining so i want to congratulate you on that but also just i don't think it's always my opinions that are right or wrong <laughs> so listening to yeah. other people's opinions is such a big crucial thing and what makes hip-hop so special um we all have different opinions how did you and Ivante like how did you guys stumble upon this idea how did you come to like yo let's put this on the air okay um well when we started our podcast we realized that a lot of people on YouTube were like reviewing albums and that was like a big thing on YouTube. Like people was getting like major clicks and like just it seemed like everybody and their mom started doing it. And then we kind of saw the gap on uh, YouTube, um, I mean on podcasts. So we was kind of like the first ones to like really uh, start reviewing the podcast, I mean albums on podcasts. And so that was really uh, what started, started us off, me and Avante the Pro. We've been homies since, like, kids. We went to school together. So he just always been my day one. So we just kind of launched it and winged everything, man. And then uh, it's been working out. We've been getting better with every episode, I think. And uh, we've just been trying to grow. We've been reaching out to other podcasters like yourself, just trying to, you know, meet everybody while they're trying to get met. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a very special community. I find find the podcast community, especially the way we do it, to be very inviting and friendly and people try to put each other's work over. Um, I haven't met any much resistance. Um, So that's always great. And I met some fascinating people, um, you know, people that I never even thought I would meet or people from other parts of the world. Like, you know, I didn't know that our biggest fan base would be in Kuwait. Yeah, when you you look at the numbers, it's trippy, man. It's like, yeah. Like you, the area you live in will have the same amount of listens than like some place in India. You're like, what? Yeah. I don't even know they listen to hip hop like that in hi- India. You know, and it, it, it's really uh, it's crazy when you get that perspective to be like how large of a reach this really could be. And that's why uh, right now I feel like podcasters are so new that like everybody is just trying to like uplift each other because at the end of the day we all trying to grow. Yeah, I agree with that, and I. I I am very grateful to those opportunities, and those are like now a lot of those people that have been on the show and been on the guests. I we text frequently, we talk frequently. Yo, did you listen to this? Yo, did you listen to that? I'm like, nah, Farah, I'm not feeling that. I'm not yeah. feeling that future one. Um, and then I listen to your uh, latest one with the Hendrix review. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of on board with what 
Vontae was saying and uh, you know so it just makes it like it makes it intimate it makes it different and then you have this extension of of what the hip-hop is this community this that it brings it back to the hip-hop essence we're here struggling to make it but we're doing it together and not cutting each other off and that has been great uh, so thank you for doing the show how have you find the response to be like how was it like dropping the first episode the second episode now you're building now you're on the charts oh, oh yeah yeah all right so um when we first started man i'm not gonna lie man i i don't even like our like first episode all the way about to like our fifth episode like i didn't even want to show people that shit i was like man i don't know dude it's like this is a lot harder than i thought it was gonna be like i don't know if i'm as funny as i think i am so it's like i don't know if these jokes is bricking you know you never know until you know you, you put in enough time to really gauge what you're doing so uh really we just been taking it week by week with the process we just try to get better now i feel like our content's like really good i feel uh what our podcast tries to do is like we try to talk about hip-hop albums like that are dropping new but we try to be like light-hearted with it really we're just trying to get off some jokes just trying to see if we uh relate with uh our listeners we try to gauge how people feel but we don't take it overly seriously like we're not like super like hip-hop nerds with like breaking down like every single thing that happens but uh we take it seriously to a point but then at the end of the day we realize it is just music so we try to have fun with it and uh that's kind of like the tone we try to have for our podcast yeah i definitely enjoy the energy between both of you Vontae the pro and you and when i dropped the first episode it was an accident Meaning me and Callie West, we work together, and we just like we talk about this all the time. That's what we do at work before, <laughs> before work, before we start, before we punch in. That's what we're doing. We're just talking about it. Like, hey, let's just record it one day and see what happens. Yeah. And so the first episode, if you go back to it, there's so much background noise. Literally, it's recorded off a phone. No mic, oh, no laptop, man. no nothing. Just a just an iPhone in the middle of us. Whoa. And we had <laughs> it was, dude. I'm telling you, it was it was was not planned to be anything just just i'm gonna send you a copy of it and that's it nothing else and you hear the background noise like the door is opening and uh, the main caddy running we're in charge so you're like hey people punching in and we're like yo and um it's 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 absurd yeah Um, but but eventually you just gotta take the first step and that's what matters the most it don't matter like how big your first step is but really just taking one step and then putting that next leg ahead of it and just keep taking continuous steps forward. And, uh, man, that's the tight thing about podcasts. Like, you went from recording, like, off a phone to, like, recording with somebody in California and you in New York. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, we're in Brooklyn, Cali, and and now I have, like, a full... I went out and tricked out my PC and got mics and mixers and all this kind of stuff to kind of figure it out. Like, I don't, I ain't no audio person. Yeah. Nothing, I'm like, I'm figuring it out as we go. Yeah. Um, And that's what I find the creative part has been uh, amazing. And then when you hear other people and I'm like, man, I want to just pick their brain. Like, how do they record this? (laughs) How do they get their stuff? Because I, you know, We've done our research, right? You know, yeah. we know if we want to get promo drops, we could go, you know, we could go to Fiverr and get somebody to do it. But then I want to do it myself. And then, yeah. you know, then copyright stuff and all that good stuff. You know, so it makes that enjoyable. 
um, what has been an episode? Because I've listened to a good 15 of them out of the 66 that you guys dropped. Okay. And you guys, anyone who's listening who hasn't hit, listened to the Hip Hop Review Podcast, check them out on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, SoundCloud. Yep. I would imagine that all of those. Have yep, yep, yep. Of course, you can find them on, on Twitter, HHR underscore pod. Oh, my man, cheese. Thank you for the promo, my man T. Look at that. <laughs> I, I, I study him. I now study. <laughs> oh, I did it. Um, yeah, it what's like your one of your proudest episodes? Like, yeah, you should definitely check that one out. That was like a highlight. We were hitting it on, on all marks. Yeah, honestly, uh, for entertainment-wise, I feel like you brought it up earlier. Our uh, feature Hendrix episode, I feel, was like really funny. Like, had some good energy behind it. Uh, our Kanye West TLOP is our biggest episode, and um, I feel like content-wise, it's really hitting, especially like for when we recorded it, like that week, like it was so new, and all the information and things that are being said about TLOP, like six months from like the time or like whatever since it's dropped, like things that are people saying now about it, like we were saying it like the week after, so like I'm really proud to be like on the know with that album, like I felt like the way we described it is the way everybody perceived it with uh, enough listen. So I'm pretty happy about that. Like, I'd have been mad if we really jumped off the cliff and was like, man, that shit's trash. And then, like, everybody's like, oh, you know what? Hey, low-key, this shit's hella tight, like, six months from now. So I'm just proud to kind of be on point with that one, especially with one of our bigger ones. And uh, honestly, man, uh, a lot of my favorite ones is pretty much, like, the newest one we put out. <laughs> and every week I, I really feel like we, we try our best to try to top the week before and uh, we have a throwback episode for Lauren Hill's uh, Miseducation yeah. and we had got a request because um, they said we don't do enough female artists and so we kind of went back in the books and we said you know what you're right we did Miss Lauren Hill uh, Miseducation and so if you're really into that album I think like for how important that album is, we did a good job of uh, showing that showing that album the justice it deserves. Yeah, that album's a pretty landmark. Though anybody who listened to the show would hear me bark on all the reasons why I don't. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Lauren Hill fan, but the Lauren Hill the moment, the way she captured a moment at that time. And if she was gonna paint one picture, wow, isn't that one of the best pictures you can have? I mean, that's yeah. Mona Lisa right there. So. She, I, that's kind of that's a shifted perspective because I also very uh I could be a dick about my perspectives. <laughs> hey, we all have our things, bro. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's one of the episodes I yeah I definitely enjoy that one. I, I encourage people to go check it out just also for conversation. That's one of the things that when we once I started my research, I'm like yo I can't do this. <laughs> I can't match what these cats are doing. Let's do a top five. Everyone talks about top fives. Yeah. Our own top fives with the idea that we would get people who listen to the show come on a show and respond to what our list was and be like, nah, you're wrong, or this is why it should be changed. Yeah, That's yeah. a lot of work because you got to get people to set it up. and So we're not there yet, but that's the idea of the show. And then eventually it just turned into, we just talking. Yeah. And, and, and that's the organic nature. We'll do the top five then. We have a couple of things uh, planned up. We got Raekwon coming up soon and Odyssey coming up soon. They're gonna hey. Be Brooklyn. Yeah, man, you got to. Hey, you're doing it, man. Hey. I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but it did. 
Hey, I, I love that, man. That That's amazing. And those are the things that were, I, we will be working with other people. So we'll reach out to you and Farah and people that we connected with and be like, yo, can we just, let's get you on a Skype yeah. while Ray is in the room. <laughs> we might get a little shine, you know, that's kind of our, our philosophy with things. But let's get right into it because okay. I reached out to you and was like, man, I want to hear other perspective on this album. Um, and we're talking about Show Baraka, the narrative off the Humble Beats label. Um, full disclosure, this is not a typical mainstream people should know or are aware of this album. This is like a Christian hip hop album, which is not everyone's thing. So we're not going to have that discussion on what Christian hip hop means in the scheme of hip hop or all that stuff. If you want to check out, uh, one of our episodes with Ray Rock. I am Ray Rock, um, who is a Christian producer who messes with uh, Lecrae and Andy Minio and Social Club Misfits, who are just in town uh, here in Brooklyn. Um, if you're interested in that side of hip hop, check out that episode. We go into depth about um, gospel trend right now, Chance, Kanye. Um, yeah, that sounds tight. And the mainstream of it now, but man, there's people who've been doing it for a while. So if you're interested in that sound, check out that episode. Um, but I found this album fascinating, and I'm not going to give too much of my opinions because people heard the show already know what I have to say about it. Um, but I wanted to get a fresh perspective. This is why we brought Will. Hey, 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 hey! Let's get right into it. Uh, what were your What were your initial thoughts when you like heard it? Like the first run through, like you heard it, and and, and also set it up for me because I listen to music very differently. I, I hear it in three in three ways. In my headphones by myself, either on the train or something. Then I listen to uh, on my sound system in the house, no headphones, blasting it. So you, they all feels different, right? Yeah. I try to listen to it when I'm in between my sleep, meaning I'm half asleep and I don't know what's really going on. Because I absorb music very differently at that point. Yeah. I try to capture it in those three. Like, how do you absorb the music and what did you think of Show Baraka, your first like playthrough? All right, so first, uh, when, when I listen to music, it's usually on the way to work. I have a, a like a 45-minute commute. So a lot of times I'm listening to music at, uh, on my way to work, or, uh, and then I listen to music in the gym. So like uh, energy is very important to me because of those two things. Like I'm not always trying to be knotted out. So a lot of times like I get more excited for albums that have like a lot of energy behind it. But I don't always need it, but uh, it's one of the things. Yeah, it is something that's a little important to me. But, uh, and then I also listen to music at work. I have a job that allows me to uh, listen to music while I'm working. So that's pretty convenient. And uh, that's mainly where I squeeze my listens in. Uh, I get what you're saying about uh, the, the different styles because sometimes I'll be listening to the album in my car and I don't have like a big like system in there or nothing. It's just everything stopped. And then a lot of times when I put on my beat, like, it is a very different experience so i try to make sure i balance that all through the, the beats game changed listening for me i can't go back yeah 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 people be trying to be like oh it's all brandon i just be like oh well that's to you not to me <laughs> yeah it makes a world of difference yeah but then going into this uh how is it how do you pronounce the name shop barack show baraka show baraka so that that'll let you know right there man i've never even heard of this dude before you the one that kind of you know hit me up about it i was willing to do it and uh first thing i saw was the album cover i'll say that 
and I was like, who is this old ass dude on the album cover? Like, it really threw me off. Like, uh, bro looks like a vampire or something. <laughs> like, uh, so right off rip, I'm like, what is this? Like, it just, it doesn't look like your average hip hop album cover. So you won't find it on that disc. Yeah, yeah. So right off top, I'm just like, what is this? And then I open up the track list and I see like uh, the way the track list is set up. It has like years attached to it. So that's like another thing where I'm just like, okay, now I'm he's, interested. He's, th- he's thematically giving you something. You don't know what it is yet, but you're like, yeah, this is different. Yeah, so already right off top, I'm getting a little excited because like, before I even listen to one record, like the experience is different right, right off top. And then, uh, yeah, man, my first listen, like I'm, I'm kind of vibing out. I'm just trying to enjoy the vibe. And, I'm, and as every track comes on, I'm just like, man, this dude is talking about like religion, but like not in the way that it felt like super preachy. So not until like almost my second listen did I realize that, you know what, this dude's not even cussing on any of these songs. And I'm just like, hold on, this dude's a Christian rapper. Yeah, I, I didn't tell you that beforehand. That was on purpose. Yeah, yeah. And so like I got to experience that on myself, and like I appreciate that uh, from him as an artist that it's like. He's just making good music first, and it just so happened to be like Christian rap. Like, and it's not hitting me over the head neither. I'm, I'm just enjoying the songs. They positive, especially like what we were talking about now with like the gospel sound being in artists like Chance the Rapper. Kanye always does like gospel kind of sounding music, and uh, Lecrae. It's like this sounds in, so I'm just like, okay. I'm not sure if he's fully a Christian rapper like Lecrae, or is he like Chance the Rapper? He no. All right, so backstory on Show Baraka. Show Baraka was signed to Lecrae's label Reach for many years. All his albums came out under Reach. So him and Lecrae are partners. Sure. Okay. They, they have a long history. So they're all in that same camp where they're Christian hip hop with the eyes towards religion first. And that's their worldview. And then they had like a little fallout or Show Baraka just wasn't feeling the label or the direction they were going in and he decided to you know break away and he signed on to another christian label called humble beats where the big christian rapper um andy minio is on and oh, okay i know that is and, yeah and andy minio is right here he's one of my my friends so he's right here uptown so that is the connection to show baraka and, and the crit. so if you have like those similarities that's where the connection is okay yeah and so um my first couple of listens, man, I'm really just enjoying the vibe. And, uh, yeah, if you want to go deep into records, we could do that. But, uh, yeah, as of right now, 14 tracks, the ride through, I love it. My first time listening to it, I was like, this is interesting. It's thought-provoking. Uh, it challenged me to, like, be like, why do I feel this way when he does certain things? And so, like, I really appreciate that from this album. Yeah, when I first heard it, one, I never listened to Show Baraka beforehand, so I'm not going to be like if I heard his stuff. I've never heard his stuff beforehand, and I am someone who puts it out there. Everyone, anyone who hears a show knows I always call myself a struggling Christian. <laughs> like every Christian, we're all struggling, but I really struggle with it. I love my nasty stuff, and I love my Christian stuff as well, because I, I lean towards stuff. So um, there's some just good stuff out there, so I'm more willing to hear it christian hip-hop than a lot of other people that have put like their own tone on it um but when i first heard it i was like what did i what did i just listen to yeah man 
there's something that I hold important to me is the we rewind factor. Like, are you gonna rewind and listen to it again? Or like, yo, what did he just say? Or that part was interesting. There's so many of those moments yeah. in this album where I have to like, like go back and listen to it again to really grasp. And I love the fact that I was challenged to think. Yeah. But I can understand why that will turn people off though. But I do think that just as a, a meaty meal is something that's super dense, but it takes me as a listener time to really absorb it and i think that's what makes albums special i mean you, you lauren's like that um you really appreciate it 10 years down the line when you catch more of the stuff that she was trying to say and relates to the world um so that yeah i'm with you with that it was so you know yeah and then it's like bring up like rewind factors like bruh like on track number two soul which is 1971 like as soon as you hear like the james brown like instrumental like flip that they did like you I don't know how you're not instantly drawn to it. And when you talk about Rewind Factor, like, what does he say? Like, shows just dropping, like, crazy bars, like, throughout this whole album that is just, like, one-liner just hitting you over the head all the time. Like, on his first verse, he had this one line. He said, yeah, I'm schooled of the ways of the runaway slaves. I'm brave. I'm unchained. I'm the Frederick, Frederick Douglass with the fade. Like, come on, bro. Like, that is nice. Like, that's nasty. That's some thoughts right there. Yeah, even on the second verse where he hits you just like like a little bit more simpler bars, but like you still appreciate it where he says, uh, if you've never seen a frown, you'll never love a smile. Only insecure boys stay fighting over crowns. Like, come on, man. Like, who who don't love no nothing like that, man? That, that's why I felt it was a special album. One, because it's not out there like that. I mean, unless you're in the scene, the Christian scene, you, you know about it. But if you're yeah. not, it's like... Like where that's the second track. Yeah. That's not like most people would die to write lines like that in just one album. Yeah. You know, that's just the second track. Um and that beat kicks in so hard and it makes you want to get up and move and there's a soul. There's there's there it's it's groovy, it's funky, and if you like old school soul samples, you, you get it. Funky yeah. off the bat. So you have this like very old school approach to it and he's telling you from the track it's called track number two so 1971 that's where the timepiece is from so he's in that perspective yeah every single song is like that like so when you hear those songs and you hear the years and you hear the instrumental the production that's where he's channeling it from and that's just a crazy idea and to execute it and have it be all cohesive it's like amazingly good yeah um, but then he follows up with track number three Kanye that's not like one of my favorite tracks sonically wise like i don't really love the hook like this my kanye rant and with the way the instrumental is it just sonically doesn't work for me but the stuff that he was kicking on those verses like bro like when he was pointing out like hypocrisies that he sees around him like just the fact that like every time i hear those verses like it just always makes me think of something that's like special because i've been listening to a lot of albums lately and i've been just going through the uh through the motions 
And this is one of the few albums that I got into recently that like bars just be really having me thinking while I'm driving. <laughs> and that and we have a female MC in there, Jackie Hill Perry, yeah. who holds it down herself. She has her own album on Humble Beats. Um, nothing close to this, but she she holds her, her own and maybe that's a future episode. Um, it's the beat, I think it fits well. Um, but the lyrics are definitely the showcase there. Yeah. And uh, I just feel like this album is just doing like so many things that are just like super smart that like it could go over your head, but then like if you do the digging for it, the payoff is so worth it. Even like we're just talking about like the beginning of this album, even the o- opening track forward, sixteen nineteen, like what a solid opening record, and it's hitting you with the message right off rip. And so you know you're about to get like something a little different, and you know what? Yeah, and you know when the song is talking about like controlling your own narrative and it has like the year title uh, 1619 on it, which is when uh, American slavery started, you begin to realize that like this is just not your random everyday album, bro. And it's like there's so many uh, things hitting at one time and there's like real levels to it. Like his title, the way he uh, does the title, like he could easily call this song intro 1619. 1619, but he called it forward to kind of fit into the narrative book concept that he's doing in his album. And it's just like, and that's just with the title. Yeah. There's so many layers to it, which is, it, I can see why it's intimidating for anyone, but it's so exciting if you're a hip hop fan to have this level of, of thinking and thoughtfulness. The forward, it starts off with a nice little guitar, uh, you know, playing in the background, but then it kicks in with the beat like halfway through. Uh, which gives it a nice pacing and a light, nice urgency and then the spoken word at the end really wraps it up really 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 well in terms of um what you're getting for this album like this is what this is the dish i'm serving so if you don't want to hear it back up right now <laughs> um, and then yeah. it gets you with soul right afterwards which is a nice uh, you know groovy so once again like the song structure where the songs go go into play there um man the soul man we get fall in the trap of talking about every single song but what i want to jump into like what what are the what is the one song that really like makes you want to go back and be like yeah this is my favorite one from the album okay uh my favorite single song on this album is uh my hood usa 1937 which is like track 11 uh show is just like i don't know any other way to say it but like he's just straight up dropping knowledge on that record man he uses like that fictional hood of uh my hood usa and like he kind of takes you on a journey of like what happened to like america's ghettos and like what process brought us here and like starting from like the beginning of like these towns being like proud owned independent minority built towns that begin to fall apart because of like different factors whether whether it's because of systematic racism drug trade lack of wealth that lead to like rising crime rates that lead to like lower prices that ends up leading to like gentrification that pushes people out the neighborhoods they grew in grew up in it's like the storytelling of that just being put on the song that you could honestly just like nod your head to and not listen to one word and still enjoy it like bro this dude show Baraka, whatever his name is I, I might be pronouncing it wrong all throughout right. this podcast oh okay yeah. there we go just think show and think Mortal Kombat Baraka. <laughs> just mix the two. Yeah, and I just feel like I'm just so impressed over and over with like 
him giving us so much knowledge, but then great song quality. Like I want to listen to these songs. It doesn't feel like homework when I'm listening to it, even though he's dropping mad knowledge throughout it. Yeah, and that's one of the ones I walked away uh, smarter. Though it's it, it's the beat is also I don't want to underestimate how important that beat was as well. It's simple. It didn't take away from the song. It, it plays. He was urgent, but without putting like like Kendrick when he's urgent, you hear it. He's growling. Yeah. He's in your face. He's a different level of urgency. He's like, yeah, this is important, but I really want you to like hear what I'm saying. So I'm not gonna give it to you with all this emotion. Yeah, like sit on this. Yeah, sit on this. Um, one of the parts of that song that's really, really great, and I think I'm, I think anybody in the hood, if you're from Brooklyn, my hood, or or out there where you are, I'll talk to up. Yeah, if he, <laughs> when he starts breaking down next to the China stop. Next yeah. to the Next to the Burger King. Next to like, I was like, when he said, "Why can't we get whole foods? We can't eat good." Like, bruh. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, yeah, I had that thought. Yes, I have. I go up the block. I'm like, there's the Burger King. There's the Dairy Queen. There's the, yeah. Like it's like he's painting the picture of everyday hood USA. Yeah. And he wraps it around saying it's a love song. It's like it's nothing to be afraid of. It's it's my love song to to our hood, and I think it was so well done. So I'm with you. Um, that's your favorite highlight. I'm I, man. That's a tough one not to be. I I my highlight though. Ooh, that's tough. That's the one I always go back to. Okay. But I I I like. Oh man, that's tough. That's tough. I I like uh, maybe both. Okay, maybe I, both. Maybe it was both. That's 1865. Um, I don't know. There's a lot about that track I like. It, it, it's a little similar to My Hood. A lot yeah. of knowledge there. I like the breakdown at the end, though. The breakdown yeah. when he switches it up. Um, uh, a little homage to Marvin Gaye. Um, what's going on um, in terms of the, the beat that rides there at the, at the very end? He shifts the song. And usually yeah. I don't like when hip-hop songs shift to another beat altogether in the middle of a song like like that's one of the reasons why i don't like all about the benjamin so much when that biggie verse comes in a completely <laughs> different beat i'm like but, dude, but the beat's already rocking <laughs> um that's one of the things i wu-tang does that a lot too that drives me nuts um so but that was one of the ones where i enjoyed it and he just he just he just goes in um and he talks about uh you know, the verse is talking about what's killing us, the guns or the votes. Yeah. Or maybe it's just both. Yeah. Um, and he's really talking about how we get to this point where we choose against our own selves. Yeah. And, and we're like, sometimes the both sides are bad decisions. Correct. Maybe it's both. Yeah. And I think that's, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. I... I, I Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, for me it was a, like I still haven't wrapped around everything he said on that song, and I've listened to the album hundreds of times probably by now. But I do think that 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 single song is the one that really put it together for me in terms of like sometimes we do do it you know to ourselves in terms of like we don't have enough information, we don't have enough this, we don't have, and then we make decisions based on we don't really know. Yeah, and then we hurt it. Hurt ourselves in the long run. I thought it was a good song. Yeah. To add on to a couple of your points, like when you're talking about that beat, 
the beat flip at the end. That's like like straight up like 1990s head knob like static. Like that's how fly that beat is on the back end. And on, on, what I took away from the track, it seemed like he was just kind of pointing out like hypocrisies on both sides of like the political left and right, and being like at the end of the day, this is all God's plan, so it don't really matter. It's like we can make small changes, but at the end of the day, this is all God's plan, and uh, everybody thinks they right. But uh, only God got the answers, and that's kind of what I took away from that record. Yeah, me, yeah, and I, yeah, me too, uh, as well. Uh, but that was my highlight. Um, what is uh, a song that was like, eh, you know? Oh man, for me, it's uh, track number nine, excellent. Uh, I, I've listened to this album probably about ten to twelve times, and I've only heard that song like twice. Just because that instrumental, I cannot. I cannot mess with that beat at all, man. The jazz trap mix uh, it is definitely not for me. Uh, it was that was a weird combo, man. I, I can't ride with it. Yeah, I, I feel like he was that. That was the one song that that could have been out, and I felt he tried to just jam it in there just to like appeal to the turn up. Um, and I was like, man, you didn't have to go there. I mean, the rhymes are great, but it's hard. I'm with you. It's hard to really pass that. I, I'm the what the one song that drove me nuts and I skip it all the time is here uh, 2016 with Lecrae and you would imagine that would be the, like the highlight cause it's, yeah yeah it's featured it has a little star in iTunes you know, <laughs> and it got the Lecrae feature <laughs> I figure when they put the star it means you should check this one out um no um the chorus doesn't work for me um i do like their energy i actually think lecrae actually did a little better job than show which is surprising because show at that point at this point was like with the work he did on this album i'm surprised any feature coming on would want to <laughs> why would you want to do something with show when he's like just out china yeah but i thought lecrae had his own i just it just didn't work for me just i hear that i feel like that track is like all energy so like I could see like how you like these verses just kind of fall flat for you sometimes like uh, shows verses but like the energy is there the hook is just kind of like your standard hip hop hook where it's like just kind of repeated on the ear for that and it, it it's cool to vibe out to but I see what you're saying yeah it, 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 I can understand why you have it there I think they could have done a better uh, feature and it kind of it's with me with excellent it's like those are the two that I just stick out in a way that's not good and complimentary to the rest of the album um so i you know i can live without it but hey if you like it people hey go for it I, yeah i'm excited about this lecrae album coming out so um it's good to have him there a little teaser so he's doing some good stuff too um any any other thoughts on the album because i you know it's pretty dense stuff like yeah so much stuff there. uh i let me just bring up one more point because I feel like a lot of the songs we talked about were like a lot of the heavier songs and like maybe if somebody's not haven't heard this album before they feel like this is not really what they want they just want to hear like music that like makes them move so there's like oh you know when we're talking about the hypocrisy the bars like digging in with like the slavery with like 1619 like it might seem a little too heavy on them but like there's a lot of tracks on this album that are just kind of like just straight up fun and one of the records that I, I like to point out for like those guys just want to uh, check out like a fun record from show is like uh, the 30 and up man track number six yeah I, I love that record because it's pretty much like the Christian version of saying like this one's for the grown and sexy you know like and I really mess with that track because of it you really want to get your two step on and uh, Courtney Orlando on the hook 
really killed it. Great vibes on that record. And shows is coming through with just like, you know, fly show type bars where he said, Guy, young man, fresh with the old man's wisdom. Yeah, I really, I really like the pace of that record. Uh, and Show's flow is like, like water on that record. It flows along with the instrumental just perfectly. It's just like everything just is riding out. And just because like with the double entendre of the Road to Humble, like with the Humble Records and like just yeah. being a humble human being like under God, like just with that double entendre with the title, it's like it, that song is forever tight to me. Yep, and the album is struck, you know, I, tell me if you notice it, like, the first couple of songs are with the soul, funky, upbeat kind of stuff, and then in the middle of the album is this very dense stuff, the meaty stuff, um, you know, Maybe Bold, um, Roll to Humble, My, My Hood USA, like, the stuff that makes you think Profit is out there, and then at the end, it gets very intimate in terms of his kids, uh, words, father, piano break, um, it's a lot more intimate in terms of his relationship to his kids especially words when he talks about one of his kids who is has a special needs kids autism um and how the communication and the burden of a father um and wrestling with that like why me why do i have to have this but knowing that it's a gift from god it was like just this awesome wrestling match that he had yeah um and I thought that was a level of intimacy you don't really see too much in hip-hop yeah, so I did appreciate that that was one of the most mature records I think I've ever heard especially like when he's calling back to like lessons he learned from his father uh getting sick with cancer and kind of like yeah. like passing away but like as a strong man and like what he learned from his pops and then how he kind of instills that in the way he uh raises his kids just like a super mature record uh I love that song I can't I, I don't know the last time I heard an artist be that honest on the record, and uh, hey, I appreciate it. Yeah, that was a great one. Then that follow-up by Fathers, which is another, just talking about fatherhood, and I can relate to it. He's talking to his son in one verse, his daughter in another verse, and then talking to fathers in the third verse, um, and it's just great stuff. So the, the sequence in there is, is 
I thought everything made sense. I would have eliminated two songs to 12. One of the things that drive me nuts in hip hop, well, listen, I can't be listening to songs, to albums that have like 22 tracks on it. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. It's, it's I can't a lot do of work. it. It's a lot of work. I just feel like they're fishing for like singles. I just dropped three singles then. But don't, don't, at 22 is too much. 14 to 12 is kind of where I'm at. Where are you with like how much you can listen to at once? Oh, uh, I'm definitely on the same boat, man. Uh, I just feel like, just give me your 12 best. I don't need yeah. the extra six that you're like, oh, maybe, should this go on? Should it not go on? And then you throw it on. It's like, no, just leave it off, bro. And if you really want to put this music out there, put it out there in a the mixtape. But yeah. as a project, especially if you're going to call something an album, I just want to enjoy the whole ride of the album. And when artists just overfill their their albums with just filler songs, it doesn't matter how much I like the previous song if it's followed up by like two songs that feel like straight filler. I think like 14 is just about the perfect mark to where it starts yeah. feeling like a lot of songs. So I, I don't mind it on this one. I, I agree with you. I would definitely take like two songs out, but that's just being super nitpicky. But the 20, the 20 song album, man, can't do it. Yeah, saying that I'm not listening to no new Drake album. Twenty-two is too much for me, bro. I wait for the radio singles. Okay. Uh, I don't even have to play. Just walk around the hood. You know all the songs anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's what it is with Drake. Um, what's your grade? What do you, what do you rate it? We'll, man, uh, we'll use the hip hop review crew. Uh, we'll use your uh, method of reviewing. Uh, they go ABCs. You know, uh, A being great, so on and so on. Where, where are you at with your your grade? Yeah, so uh, A being A plus being classic, F being you know what F is fair. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would say man, uh, I enjoyed this experience of this album. I had fun with it. It made me think. Uh, it made me appreciate how vulnerable he was being as an artist. And uh, those are some very special things to have from an album. But for some reason, it's like a lot of times when I walk away from this album, like. I need a break from it a little bit. Kind of like right. I've had the same experience from like To Pimp a Butterfly, where it's like I'm digesting so much that I kind of need a break. And I, um, But overall, man, this album is super solid. I'll give it an A-, minus. Uh, one of the best projects I've heard in a long time. I agree with you 100%. That's exactly what I have. A- minus on it. I think just, dude, we th I think we just think the same. That's my that's my issue with Kendrick. It's like, yo, it's too much, my my dude. Cut yeah. back on those damn interludes between his tracks or put it in a track where I can skip it. Yeah. Something. Um and so and that's also my issue with the Lauren Hill album. I don't wanna talk about L O V E. Let's get to the damn <laughs> next song. You don't wanna hear the kids talk about what they think no, about this? I no, I don't care. I don't I know what it's about. <laughs> I know what they're thinking. They yeah. want rookie class. That's what they want. Yeah. That's what love is to them. So yeah. So I agree with you. And and his album is guilty of that. He does have some, you know, some songs end and it goes right into like a skit or a little whatever or spoken word stuff. Um, but it, this one is not too bad. It's not like Kendrick's. Is, Kendrick. What's Kendrick's line after every song in a Pimper Butterfly? Um, when he starts the poem, when he, he yeah. like starts the poem and gets a little longer with every every song. Yeah. Yeah, it's like after like you digest it and you experience it for the first time and you just want to enjoy the song for songs, like it, it, it does become a lot. <laughs> yeah, so A plus, uh, A minus from Crush A Lot Podcast, uh, Cheese, 
A-minus from Will Gill Hip Hop Review Podcast. That's a pretty good, solid, uh, you know, grade right there. So if you haven't checked out Show Baraka, give it a chance. Give it one spin. If you have Apple Music or Spotify, you don't got to spend no money on it. Just play it. Just play it. Give it a shot. Um, and if you're interested in more of this stuff, I would recommend the album before that. Um, that's the talented 10th. Um, high, especially with this one song called um, Cliff and Claire. Of course, referring to the Huxtables. But if you're having some relationship problems, uh, that's a good song to listen to. Um, so I want to thank you, Will, for taking the time out to be a guest on the Crush A Lot podcast. We do appreciate it. Keep doing your thing over there. If you haven't checked out the Hip Hop Review uh, podcast, please do so. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Follow them on uh, Twitter, which is HHR underscore pod. Um, Of course, I am underscore Will Gill at Twitter as well. Hit them up. Let them know uh, what you think of their show. Uh, Five-star review them, all that good stuff. Uh, They have a GoFundMe stuff right now. Get them some new equipment. Get them some new equipment right now. Hey, my man. My man, Cheese. Hey, you coming through with the promo, man. That's that's why I I forever mess with the Crush A Lot podcast, man. You guys treat your guests right over here. (laughs) You got a dollar, put it in. You You got a bonus check, give them a part. If, you, if you're listening to their show or any show, just remember, it takes time and effort to do this. And we really want to, uh, we're not looking to get rich or any of this stuff out here. We just want to entertain everybody out there and build this community. So check them out on their Twitter and all that good stuff. Go fund me and, uh, you know, support the cause and all that good stuff. Uh, Will, what up? Again. Uh, I'll send out another album that uh, will probably suit your interest all right bro yeah man this is very fun i'll be happy to come back on here if or if you want to reach out come back on ours uh feel free to hit me up and uh this is fun man yeah shout out to Bobby the pro cali west next time you guys gotta join us word my guy all right man have a good one see you guys on the next episode you-